Welcome to Unquenchable Love with Brian Francis Hume. Each week, Brian will present a Christ-centered teaching to increase your passion for the Godhead. It is our hope that this podcast will be a burning lamp that leads you on a path to encounter God's unquenchable love for you. And now our host, Brian Francis Hume. I'm so honored to be here, but not with the traffic. If it had not been, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, Brian, where would we be? I don't think we'd be here. I don't think most of us would be any place if it had not been. I believe the greatest testimony a prophet can have is I'm still here. I'm still here through everything. It's taken place in in our lives. God rescues prophets early in life, I'm convinced. My own personal experience. Because there are bumps on the road to glory. (laughs) How many of you noticed that? There are bumps on the road to glory. When I was five years old, my mother used to embarrass me in front of, she'd wait till we got me around a bunch of people. She'd tell everybody, this is my little preacher. Didn't understand prophecy or anything. She might have been better off back then. It's very important mom spoke those prophetic words over my life because two years later, I was in a severe bicycle accident. Five of us kids on one bike coming down a hill. I was the smallest. It's hard to believe that. I was in the basket up front, and nobody saw the bump sign coming. And we lost the brakes of that bike, and we went head over heels. I landed first, hit my head right here so hard, caused the bone to grow abnormal. Doctors were watching it carefully over the next year or two, and they also discovered a brain tumor. How many of you know that's a challenge? They sent me to Mercy Hospital to a brain specialist in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mercy Hospital is a Catholic hospital. My mother got all the nuns and priests praying for me. I learned something early in life. Never tell God who he can't use. Never tell God who he can't. He's pouring out on all flesh, and we need to believe that. Well, they sent me there, and these nuns and priests prayed, and mom came in the early extra, early of the tumor surgery, and then they were going to chip this away. They could back then. They did. Uh, the tumor surgery morning, my mom came in my hospital room extra excited. She said, Bill, they just took a last set of x-rays to make sure they know how to take that tumor out, and they can't find it. They don't know where it went. Never tell God who he can't use. Years later, God showed me how the root died of the tumor. He said, son, it was your mother's spoken words over you two years before the tumor came. Her words, this is my little preacher. I saw that her words eat the tumor alive like a spiritual Pac-Man. Our words have life and death in them. Be careful what we ever say to anybody down here. So that... uh, was an interesting bump that God used. Uh, you know, we were at uh, the museum that just opened recently of Marriott, Marriott, Harriet Tubman, and we read about her story that she was beaten. She was a, a two, a two weight, a two pound weight was thrown at her, hit her on the head. She said at that moment, she began to see visions and dreams and communication with God like she never did before. People were amazed. She said, I felt God's presence in in the woods all the time, escaping the slaves from bondage. 
uh, mom made us kids go to church. She did give us an option back then. She said, you're gone. And uh, she said, as long as you're under our roof at home, you're going to be under God's roof. That sounds like child abuse today. But, you know, I used to thank God for ever came to the Lord. I used to thank God for balconies and churches because uh, mom said about the roof of God's house. And we kids went in that church and we, we went to the further seat, the end row in the balcony because it was the furthest from the pulpit. We measured it. And we thought we could get away with some stuff up there and have all kind of fellowship until one Sunday morning, a young lady got up behind the Pope and started singing a song. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And I found out how long God's arm is. It's at least from the pulpit to the balcony. Because that song touched me and I got up in the middle of my friend's came down the side steps of the altar and I walked right down the aisle of the church while she's still singing. God's the only person I know that can interrupt his own church service and not get upset about it. And I knelt at the altar and he's never let me go. He will not let you go. He's the hound of heaven because he loves us so much. That was a bumpy walk down those steps to the altar. Fifteen years ago, I had a blood clot in my artery, 50-50 chance of surviving. The doctor asked me when I got to the emergency room, when did this hit pain first hit you? I said about an hour and a half ago. He said, you're fortunate so far. We're going to try a blood clot buster to break it open. But it only works within three hours of the first pain or it doesn't work. They get you to sign that paper in case you don't come back. I don't understand that part because if you're not coming back, you're not going to be reading anything but a 50-50 chance. I learn a lot in crises. I hear God in crises more, how about you? And uh, ever since that morning, it was a blood clot, they broke it open, but ever since that morning, I know something in the spirit. Ever since that morning, I'm now being attacked by healing. I never heard such a word on this earth. The Holy Ghost said, son, if the enemy can attack you, I can outdo him. God said, I'm going to heal you a little bit at a time so you don't take your focus off the healer, so you don't lose your healing. Second thing I learned that emergency room, I now have a ministry of full-time breathing. I love it. There's something about breathing. Have you noticed that everything that has, doesn't talk about our singing voice, breathing qualifies us to worship 24-7. Another thing I, I downloaded me, a, a family legacy, I didn't know it, but he, God said healing runs in your family, son. God reminded me it started on my mother's side when she attended Catherine Coleman meetings in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when she was 11 years old. Within 10 seconds, my, my mother's mindset changed forever. Grandma was with her. Grandma had a huge goiter on the side of her neck. God, doctors couldn't touch it. And uh, mom said, before Catherine Coleman showed up, this is when she was 11, she said, I just happened to look up at my mother. And she said, I saw that huge goiter instantly disappear. She started crying, never saw anything like it. Grandma said, honey, why are you crying? She said, oh, mommy, you just swallowed that big goiter. Now you've got a hole in the side of your neck. Grandma said, honey, don't worry. If God took that big tumor out, goiter, he can fill in that little hole. Mom said the next bit second, a five-year-old boy right beside her started jumping up, screaming and shouting, mommy, where are you? Where are you, mommy? Mom said, I saw that five-year-old boy jump up to his mother's arms, put his little 
hands back on her face, pushed her face back, and began to shout, oh, mommy, I can see you. I can see you, mommy. The mother began to shout. He was born blind. My mother got the mindset 11 years of age. This is the way my life's going to go. And it went that way for 90 years. Mothers have a great influence on our lives more than we know. After that uh, emergency experience with the blood clot, three days later, they kept me in the hospital, run a catheterization test on me to see any blockage. I was supposed to be awake. And I can't remember anything about that test. I woke up in the hospital bed, and the doctor walks in and asks me the question, are you okay? I thought to myself, he's the doctor. I pay him a lot of money. He's asking me. I said, what do you mean? He says, uh, three days ago, 50-50 chance of living, and your heart stopped out on the table, and we jumped it back to beat again. You're a lucky man. Never let a doctor number your days. Our times are in God's hand. And you know, from that day forward, for about two years, I felt sensitized by the Holy Spirit. I felt like I was on a receiving end for about two years. I felt like I didn't hardly have to pray or seek God much. I kept receiving ever since that moment. I finally said, Lord, I feel a little guilty. I'm not seeking you much, but you're blessing me with your presence and some insight and revelation so much. What is going on here? He said, son, the moment your heart stopped on that table, I put some stuff in you because you were out of the way. How I many know when we get out of the way, God can do a whole lot of things? I'm convinced he can do some things without us. He acts like he's God. I've been in the same church 40 years. 40. I survived church. <laughs> All things are possible. I stayed after the honeymoon, by the way. I've been crucified twice, raised from the dead once in that house. It's quiet in this place. I don't know. I don't know if I'm on the right track here. But God seemed to call everybody. Most people left to plant churches, and he forgot to call me. I wanted to leave so bad many times, but God wouldn't let me go. And one time I wanted to leave seriously, and he said, Son, before you go out the door, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you messing up another church. You know, there's no perfect church. The only perfect church is one with no people. So, uh, but I was misunderstood with my prophetic gift for many years because I didn't have the right authority over me. And I'll tell you, misunderstanding caused me to help me conform to the image of Jesus and to refine my gift of prophecy more than anything else. With the call of God in your life, especially in the prophetic realm, misunderstanding is so important. Listen, if, in, unless you're betrayed or rejected, you're not maturing in Christ. Don't run from it. Because if you miss your crucifixion, you miss your resurrection. I don't mean to get that loud. It scares me a little bit. But uh, 40 years ago, I told my wife, raise her hand at a certain time. So I haven't seen it yet. 40 years ago, when I walked into that church the first time, uh, I saw a, a huge eagle in the balcony of our church. And it started stirring the nest in the house. And during that short period, it shook 26 of us members out into full-time ministry. Some went to nations. Some went locally in the States, like myself. It shook us out. And it stirred. It started stirring desires that he wanted us to do for him. And the greatest desire in me that's still in me today 
is the desire to hear God's, hear God's voice. It started to consume me. And to be honest with you, for 40 years now, I still don't go to church to hear my pastor preach. I go to hear God speak. We go to church for the wrong reasons sometimes. We go to church to have the pastor give us the right kind of message or the members of the body. Listen, here's what happened. Since I expected God to speak to me, he never failed to turn around and anoint the pastor to speak the right word in due season to me who was weary. I found that. I found the secret to church. It's him. He's the Jewish carpenter who's still building his house. And he's not building it to please us. He's building it to please him. I had about eight issues when I first got, started going into that church. I had a great gift of discernment when I got saved. I could easily see problems in people's lives, even in the pastors. So I'd go to the intercessors so they could pray about my problems I see. <laughs> so that hopefully agree with me too. That would help. I found out the hard way the church don't belong to intercessors. Doesn't belong to the elders, deacons, or the pastors. Belongs to him. So I finally went to the Lord one morning. I said, God, I have eight issues. It's bugging me. I love you, but I don't know about these people. And uh, eight issues. Six out of eight issues, God spoke this to me. He said, son, that doesn't bother me. What bothers you doesn't bother me. I kind of like it. He said, I love variety. That's why I never get bored. So if something's bugging you about your job, family, or church, or city, or nation, don't go to anybody down here. And if, he doesn't, if it doesn't bother him, get over it. So we don't have to keep teaching uh, for forgiveness every Sunday. First time I went to a Bible study, the Bible's, and I never heard about God speaking or he could speak anybody on earth. Bible's teacher halfway through the teaching said, God spoke to me personally the, the other night. I thought to myself, he's got problems. Big ego. Ego. God's busy with billions of people down here. I couldn't even sleep that night. That night kept me awake. An hour later, a question walked into my bedroom. Here's what it said. Son, what if you could? What if you could hear God speak to you personally? And that lit a fire in me that's never gone out. I got to thinking the possibility, and I said to myself, I'd be willing to wait 30 or 40 years to hear God speak just one word, if it's possible. Not a whole sentence, just a word. And then God says, I want to speak to you more than you want me to. That's when it becomes easy. And uh, Brother Brian, I felt led to share this, and I think this is going to happen somehow, maybe unknowingly. My mother always affirmed me, but my dad was an alcoholic many years. Never affirmed me much. I didn't feel it. My dad passed away 15 years ago, 85 years of age. One of the last times I turned from dad's bedside, walked through the threshold of the hallway of the hospital. I heard my dad say these words, bless you, bless you, Bill. It was like everything within me was waiting my whole life to hear that. And I felt something break off of me from the crown of my head to the tips of my toes. And I've never, ever been the same since. I believe this day is to release an earthly father's blessing, part of it, to open the heavens over your life, that you will never be the same again. 
Thank you, Father. This has been Unquenchable Love with Brian Francis Hume. Join us each week as we pursue God's heart for passion, purity, and prayer.